0: As you can tell, I meet no strangers. You think I've known you all my life, right? I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sorry for anything. I am just excited because, you know, of all the people, listen to me what I'm telling you, of all the people in the whole black world, God says to me, I want you to come. Uh, I just found out the name. I forgot the name of the church. Yes. I when I drove in, I saw it, said, it's called Concord. <laughs> he sent me to Concord, Methodist Church. Now, you want to know something? That is not me getting that big head about it. This is a fact of how much confidence he has in me. You see what I'm saying? So whenever you get sent out on the road, wherever you're going, wherever you're going, okay, just know this, you're going to go because he has got the confidence. Because if he doesn't call, he you, not go. But if he calls you, then you know he has confidence, right? Praise God. So I just want to, um, I just want to uh, say all this to, you, uh, to make sure that you know what I'm talking about because um, uh, God is an awesome God. Yes, it's hooked up. Oh my goodness, it's hooked up, praise God. Um, let me open up. I love your voice. i got to say it again. Oh my goodness. It's, it's just absolutely beautiful. Wow. Uh, you, you, how would that work if I become a media member? <laughs> I want to be a media member whenever you have service, you know, and I'm here in Carrollton. I come and, and uh, you know and participate. How's that? Wouldn't that be nice? That's what we should do. Yes. We yeah. should not be concerned about anything else, huh? Okay. like <laughs> yes. Right. I am excited. And what is your name? I, I, I got so excited about your singing. I didn't even know what your name is. My uh, Michael Lowry. Lowry. Yes. Ma'am. Are you are you in relations with C. L. Lowry in uh, from Washington?
1: I don't believe so, or at least uh, he doesn't claim like it. So.
0: Well, he should. <laughs> if- but yeah, I was with um, T. L. La- T. L. Lowry in uh, Washington, and they asked me to come. And you know, l- little on me. I mean, a humble, just a humble individual, a messenger. I had one quarter in my pocket when they flew me to Washington, <laughs> and I said, I oh, hope I don't have to make a telephone call and it costs more than twenty-five cents, you know, in case they don't show up at the airport. Well, they were at the airport uh, to pick me up, and. Uh, um, I mean, it was unbelievable. God used me in such a way with my quarter in my pocket. <laughs> I come home, I have my quarter in my pocket and, and bless money. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the, the neat part about it is uh, there was a lady. I was up, I would probably say about this high off on the platform. And uh, so when I was finished, uh, T, uh, Pastor Tia Lowry said, uh, if anybody has a prayer need, why don't you come up? And so they came and formed the line. And listen to this, uh, the miracle. And that is this. This lady comes up to me. She was next one in line. And she says to me, uh, me uh, speak English. And I said, hold on a minute. I said, are you saying you want to learn how to speak English? English, she says. I said, okay. I said, do you believe Jesus can give that to you? She says, yes. And I laid my hands on her and I'm telling you what, English came out of her mouth like it went out of her Is that something? Yes. It's the second time it happened in my life. Once was in Tennessee, the uh, Church of God Secretary. Um, I forgot what her name is uh, it's Lydia I think it's, it's a, a Bible name but anyways uh, she comes up on the prayer line and she said to me um, you know all my life I wanted to speak to you and I said okay I said you want to believe that God can give that to you and she said yes I laid my hands on her and the next thing you know guess what she spoke English. I mean, she spoke German. And she says, Well, I don't understand it. She says, What language should I speak? I said, Let me translate it for you. And I translated it for her and I told her, I said, All you have to do now is just ask the Holy Spirit each time that you want to uh, speak in the German language and you will give it back to you. Sure enough, that's what happened. Now you want to hear another miracle in that line? I came to America, spoke no English, and in 1963, and um, I, I just didn't know. I mean, uh, all I knew was uh, hello, and our was uh, take, and that's uh, it. Thank you. And uh, well, one day it happened, and uh, I tell you that movie. Praise God. It's beautiful. Father, right now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to say thank you, Lord, Father God, for what you're getting ready to do. I have no clue. But I know, Lord, Father God, I'm willing. Whatever you ask me to do, I will do it. Whatever you tell me to say, that's what I'm going to say. Lord, whatever song you want me to sing, that's what I'm going to sing, Lord, Father God. But, Lord, it's going to be your will, not mine, because I'm so excited, Lord Father God, excited that I can't even express how excited I am. But I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, already in advance, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now, I want you to know I speak besides uh, with an accent of uh, English. I also speak German. I speak French. And I speak uh, Hebrew, Yiddish. And I once knew how to speak Italian until I came to America. And nobody Italian ever wanted to speak, so I lost the Italian. Uh, but I noticed when I meet somebody and they have an accent, it's the first thing I say, are you from Italy? (laughs) Because it it makes, you know, it makes me remember some of the things. All right. Let me get my, my my tempo organized here. I don't know how does is gonna work like this. There we go, good, perfect. Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy with my life before He took away my sadness and he filled my heart with gladness And he gave me all that heaven can afford Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy, happy, happy with my Lord reason I'm starting out with that song is this. I want you to understand, you see, everything, every song that I sing or play is a song of victory. Because I once was sad. I once didn't have a home. I didn't have a bed to sleep in. I didn't have anything. No food. My 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 nourishing of food was parquet. And parquet is the charcoals that you use here in America for Barbecued. That's what I lived on. And so I had absolutely nothing. And I always told my mom, I said, why is this happening to us? And my mom says, well, I don't know. She says, but, he says, be assured. I said, it's going to get better. My mother was to me like God is to me now. Because everything she told me, I believed it. When we were, we had no beds to sleep in, so we, we wandered from one place to the next with a wagon and a cow. And, uh, my three brothers and I. <laughs> and whenever it got dark, we had to be in the city before nine o'clock in Germany. If we were not, the gates were closed and then went on the outside of the gates. That's where, if you were a female, you're going to get raped. If you were a male, you're going to be mutilated one way or the other. So we always had to figure out. My mother, four foot nine she was. I'm four foot eight. And she's four foot nine. And she said to me, I'm taller than you. <laughs> and I always let her be taller than me because she was my boss. You know what I'm saying? But listen to this. When we, uh, when it was getting to the time that we needed, we knew that we weren't going to make it to the next city before they closed the gate. So we were uh, in the fields, in the, in the woods, and my brothers and I and my mom, we dug trenches for our body. We laid in those trenches, covered up with the dirt, only our heads sticking out, and that's how we slept. That's how we survived. So I tell people all the time, I'm a survivor. I knew nothing about the Bible. We were not talked about. It. We were not allowed to speak about Jesus. Okay? We only talked about God. And then it was like this why does God do this to us? Okay? And but the thing is, the fact of the matter is, God has a a a plan. And in that plan, he's going to uh, say, this is what's going to happen. Like, today, he he, he evened it out. I had no clue that on uh, my first appointment was right in one straight line. We never had, had to make one turn, did we? Just a, 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 a drive out of the rifle, right. One turn, and we came up here. And it says, after I hung up with you, guess what it says? you be there at 2.05. Well, I'm going, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I have <to> a good <laughs> but anyways then uh, as I'm driving I said, I mean, I said it says I'm going to be there two or four I said that's just due to the back of my street. <laughs> anyways so we you know we come on and I want you to know how God works see his plan was you're going to do this fish. I have no clue I had no clue where you were I thought you were in the boondock somewhere you know what I mean <laughs> and, uh, did I say that right Okay, all right. If I see a wrong word, just raise your hand and I'll translate it for you. <laughs> all right, great. But anyways, uh, so I was like, uh, you know, I said to myself, oh, and Arlene gives dark brown eye And she says, it's almost two a
1: And I said, I know.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I had to finish what I, what I, what I was doing. But anyways, um, and look what God Put me on a straight road, <laughs> and I said, I didn't believe there was going to be a church. I thought the GPS went the wrong way. And I said, "Early, I'm praying right now. God, you put a church on this road right now for me like you did in Union City with a, um, what I call you? Uh, Stegelschef. I wanted a steak and shake in Union City, and I always had to go over tomorrow to get, once a month, to get one of those, you know, like they have, what they're famous for. I said, God, I said, this got to stop. I said, I want a shake and steak right here in Union City. Well, it wasn't a week later, I'm standing in, in Wendy's to get me a hamburger, and there's a couple of people coming here with a white top and black pants, and I said... Oh, people person. I'm a people person. I said, what are you doing with a, a white top and a black pants?" And this said, oh, we're the new uh service for Steak and sh-. I said, Steak and shake. I said, thank you, Jesus! Where is it at, Jesus? Right over there. It was a parking spot, just a blank parking. When you get to Union City, think about me. I broke right in. It is wonderful, I'm telling you. And I I tell everybody to go
1: there. I said, "You're in
0: Fairborn or Union City or even living in area. Don't go tomorrow. Go to the one in Union City." And you want to know something? The owner from the place it just absolutely fell in love with coffee, mother. So when I walked in, he says, "Mother," he says, "What do you have for today?" I said, "I'm just hungry." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I prayed and come in here, and I said, "Orin," I said. I'm praying for a church to come right now, right here on this road. And listen, no sooner than I said that, I made like a, went like this a little bit, and I saw a cemetery, and I said, Lord Jesus, I I the church is right next to the cemetery. But that's what it is in America, you know what I mean? They have the, the cemetery right with the... Well, it's a good marker. I mean, you know what, you're looking for a church, it's a good marker. You say, just look for the cemetery and then go right next door. But Joanne didn't tell me that. She just said, and I forgot what the name was, Concord, when I said it. Anyways, I knew it had something sweet in its name. When she told me about it, I said, I'll never forget it. Well, guess what, I forgot it. But the sweet part was the Concord dra- grapes. Praise God. Okay, so back to my little song that I just did. And that is, I want you to know, do you see that? I'm going to play it one more time. Because now you understand why I'm so excited. And, uh, you know, so excited about what God is doing. I am just simply excited. I get home at night exhausted. I say, God, I don't understand why I'm so excited. I mean, I'm exhausted and I'm excited. I live with two little uh, chihuahuas. One of them is my caregiver, and the other one wants whatever the caregiver says we need to do, the two of us, we line up with them. (laughs) Isn't that something? But I I want you to know, I am excited over things in my life that I can't even express. I don't know what God is going to do, and I don't know how God is going to use me. Because I'm just a messenger. And uh, I don't care, no title. You can just call me Gisela. And if that's too hard, you think about the geese that are flying, and then you put a lot in the end. Geese, la, that's my name. Now, you want me to quickly tell you what my name says for? I have uh, lots of names. My first German name, every Jewish person has a German name or wh- whatever country you're born, like in Russia or whatever. I have a German name. My German name is Gisela. Uh, Gizalah stands for pouring unless Chawana or any of you say okay we got to go home I'll let you go until then I keep on pouring did you see when I walk in I pour the minute I walk in that's my first name my second name is uh, Emma I hated that name when I was a little girl, I hated but then when I started studying names, because I wanted to find out if there's anything good about him. And guess what it is, it stands for Mother of Many Nations. Huh? Isn't that wonderful? So I am a Mother of Many Nations. Well, if that's the case, then I have to love everybody. Is that the truth? A mother loves her powerful children. I don't care.
1: I don't care what they do. I don't care what they're in. I don't care how old they are. They're always
0: our babies. I think my boys sometimes may say to me, I'm almost as old as you. (laughs) No, baby, you'll never be as old as me. You know what I'm saying? But that's the way it is. Then my next thing is Shalom. Shalom stands for a Daughter of Peace. No matter where I go, if there's a situation going on, and I'm telling you what, you just have to be one week, ask early, one week with me, you know what I'm telling you. If there's a a, a big ordeal going on about families arguing because mom is going to pass away in a minute and I want to go in first and I want to do this and and no, we're going to bury them here. That's what I deal with, okay? So I'm going into this facility and I hear all this commotion on the hallways outside the room and I'm going, I'm walking down, I'm a fast walker, I'm walking down there and I said, Yeah, I you folks? And one of the nurses says, chaplain, you called it, you called the, the priest. I said, hold oh, it a minute. I said, I am the priest. <laughs> I said, what's going on? And, he, whoa, 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 and I said, listen, if you don't tell me one at a time, I don't know what, what you do. And, well, they told me, and I said, okay, I said, I got the answer. I said, who is the biggest one here that has the biggest problem? And, you know, one them raised their hand, I said, okay. I said, take what I get. All of you, ten minutes to be you, your are mom. That must have been about six that I need you to go in. And I said, I give you ten minutes, and I said, and you, I said, you go first. And you want to know something? Everybody said, I mean, they were right. They never said another word. And when they got finished, they said this. They hated each other for many, many years. Hated each other. You know how sickness sometimes become, right? Hated each other. Guess what? When your mom passed away, she passed away on Valentine's Day. And so I told the Chinua Dancers, the next year Valentine's will all be together for the summer of it. Valentine's
1: Day or not. Well, they said, you know, we'll not see you again. You
0: know what Well, guess what? Just before Valentine's, I called the one that was in charge, and I said, hey, I said, um, I want to chill, I said, um, Chinua Valentine's Day is just a couple days away. Uh, Where do I need to meet you? I don't I don't so <laughs> he says, who is this? <laughs> I said, this is a hospital chaplain that has got to know you one year ago. And he says, whoa. He says, are you here? I said, yes, I am. We celebrated Valentine's Day. And guess what the family has? United. Uh, we danced. Say all oh, right there in their home, and had a wonderful time, and oh, I can tell you how much we have. Thank you for bringing them together. Isn't that wonderful? So you never know what you're going to be doing. I just have to do what I have to do. I just have to say what I have to say, and then the Lord right, You know? Uh, and you know, that's the way it is with the Trinity. I know you folks believe in the Trinity, right? It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I just want to let you know that I believe in that too. Because I want to make sure sometimes, you know, we have to make sure that we tell people. about Huh? Because if we don't, then you know a lot of People probably say, I want to do it. Well, i on that, OK? Tell us, quickly, how did you convert? Um, I will get to that. I will get to that. I told you, I I will get to that until you tell me, stop. Uh, Okay, listen. Now, I want to tell you something. One more. I want to finish about my name, right? Then I married this man. His name is M-A-N-N. Well, I am a good Jewish daughter, so when I fell in love with this man uh, from America, uh, an American soldier in Germany, um, teen years ago, in, in fact, 58 years ago, I fell in love with him, and then listen to this, what happened was, uh, when I had to tell my mom what was going on, I said to, she said to me, well, what's his last name? I says, Lehman. Oh, she said, that's a good Jewish name. Well, <laughs> uh, what I did was, his first name was Lee, L-E-E. And in German, L-E-E is, is a pronounced slave. And then, my last name is man, so I put them two together, I said, slave, mommy. So, I married a young man by the name of man. <laughs> and so, uh, get this. We are married, and uh, we, I come to America now. My husband says to me, We gotta go home. I said, What? He Germany, he speaks German. I said, What? I says, I am at home. He says, No, I'm an American soldier. He says, huh? And he says, I gotta go home. And he says, You're my wife, you gotta go, those are my children. We gotta go home all together. So we came here. So I had to take I wanted to be an American citizen. And uh, so I learned and studied and uh, uh, he was stationed in Kansas, and I became an American citizen in Kansas. And um, the judge said to me, So, uh, Mrs. Mann, he says, uh, I'm giving you an opportunity. If you want to change your name, you can change it. I said, Your Honor, I said, Would you give me a minute? I stepped back like this, and I thought. And he says to me, Are you... Uh, you got it? And I said, I come down and I said, Yes, Your Honor, I got it. He said, Well, what will it be? I said, I'm going to keep my name just like my grandmother gave it to me because she might just come out of the grave and get me. <laughs> because I was afraid, you know how they say, if my grandmother would have known, she'd come up. Well, let me tell you what, listen to this now. My first name is a genie from Islam, Right. My second name is Emma, a E, right? And then I married a a man. So guess what? It's Gem. So here I am standing before you as a gem that God has created. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it other than the fact I have all these other miracles that are following me. And so I wanted to get uh, with that. And then in just a minute, I'll tell you how I, uh, how I was blessed. Oh my Lord, my God, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I, that's why I'm so excited. I'm excited because of what he has done in my life and how he grabbed me. I mean, he grabbed me because, you know, I mean, the love he has for us. The love is unbelievable. You know, never, never worry about who, who, who loves you. Just know Jesus loves you. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. I didn't even know anything about the Bible. Didn't know anything about Jesus. Didn't, we were not allowed to talk about Jesus because there's still still some, some ancestors in Israel that still today stand on the wailing wall waiting for Jesus to come back when he was already here. And you know what? You, you know the real reason why they don't believe that he has not come yet? Because he didn't come with two. Did you know there are two Jesus that are coming back, right? Two Messiah, two Messiahs.
1: Messiahs
0: are coming back. Well, he was by himself, so they struck him out to say he's not Jesus. But there are two, they there are two of them. You just have to remember the first one is come what? to give us salvation, to give us that opportunity to repent for our sins and to invite. As Lord and Savior. You. you were with me? That's the first time. He's never going to come back again to hang on the cross. Woo! And you know what? In America, you say, I, I, I'm going to teach you just a minute of people. In America, you say, uh, when He hung on the cross, He says, it is finished. Isn't that what He said? If, if I say something wrong, raise your hand. And you can give me a noodle whipper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But listen to me, He hung Finnish, right? But let me explain to you the translation from that word from the Greek to the Hebrew to the English. It is, you ready? It's a dumb deal. In German is Jesus, in English it's Jesus, in Spanish it is Jesus. Okay? So, you know, just a little bit of, uh, sort of information that you will understand. When I say Yeshua, that means Jesus. He's our Messiah. I am, now ready for this? I am, with my God, a Jew. Do you hear that? I am in my God. it's Jewish blood inside of me. Never ever would I be ever anything else except Jewish, right? However, listen to this, I want you to understand, I became a Messianic Jew, you know why? Because I accepted Jesus in my heart to be Lord and Savior of my life. And so today I am a Messianic Jew. But that doesn't mean that I am, uh, that I'm no longer, uh, Jewish. People say, the Jewish people say, you traitor, my, 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 brothers did not talk to me for 15 years. Because I have accepted Jesus in my heart. 15 years later, that's what it takes. We, speak. Now they are all, all except for one, they're gone. And they all have to have Jesus in their heart. You see what I'm saying? What is the it say in Acts? It says it takes one person to be saved in a family. So what do you have to do? You go around all your life until it happens. I believe that something good is about to happen. I believe that something good is on this way. And you know what, brothers and sisters? It could be just this very day. You see what I'm saying? And that's the way you have to go through Okay, so one more time, I want to say this. The reason I am doing what I'm doing is because of my testimony. And. Did it go out? Yes. I must miss, Mike, I think I might have missed something. Yeah, this one, right. Yeah, got it. I got it, Mike. All right. Wow, I hope he doesn't mind. All right, listen to this. Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy, happy, happy with my Lord. Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy with my life before
1: He
0: took away my sadness and he filled my heart with gladness And he gave me all that heaven can afford Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy, happy, happy with my Lord He opened up the gates of righteousness for me He opened up the gates of righteousness for me, I go in, praise his name, for he's ever just the same, he opened up the gates of of righteousness for me, I messed up, never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy, happy, happy with my Lord. Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy with my life before. He took away my sadness and he filled my heart with gladness and he gave me all that heaven can afford. Never, 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 never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy, happy, happy with my
1: Lord. So, never,
0: never, never have I ever, ever, ever. Okay, now listen to this. Oh mm-hmm. Have his hand up on me, I would not be here today in Concord Methodist Church, right? That's right. All right, praise God. Of peace, mighty God is he, is saving me and is keeping me from all sin and shame. Wonderful is my redeemer praise. It's name. I have to tell you, I have to tell you. That is what he has made for me. This is what he has made for me. Now, you say to yourself, and um, you probably uh, will say that even after you leave here, how can this lady be so happy? How? How could that happen? It's only because I found something that showed me how to be happy. And when I found that something, that was a someone, and his name was Jesus, now I wanna tell you something. I um like I said that I uh got the American language and I'm gonna get ready to tell you how I I was um very angry. I was an angry person. I was an angry person of all the people that have died in my country. When I uh, was a little girl I told my mom, I said I said, When I go up, I said I'm gonna kill all the children. Mm-hmm. And you know, she she would say, Well, like that, you know. And often, not too often, but sometimes we had a room like this and it was a church and it was a Catholic church. And the, the nuns would tell us what to sleep on the peace, but in those years there were no cushions on the on the so they like today, and so we got to spend. And my mother, she went and asked him, and the nun said, "Next time you come, or you could do it today." For the first my dad was already gone. He was in the camp. and so we have not seen him, not heard nothing. So we just assumed that my dad was dead. Can you hear me? Okay. I want you to hear me. Anyways, so um, we got christened, okay, and God blessed us. And so my mother was dark blacked, and so it was very hard for her to. Uh, she was a dark blacked Jew. My dad was about my color, but we had. Uh, it was a hard time for her. So what we had to do was we just went and did like you know now we're Christians you know and when people ask us when the Nazis came and said who are you we would would say we're Christians German Christians we couldn't blink with our eyes we couldn't do anything we had to if we just so much as hesitate they pick us up Take us on the on the truck and take us and say, We're gonna take care of your children. They're gonna say, We'll take you to this place, you're gonna love it. There's a lot of toys, uh, good food and all this, right? And so we're not scared, we don't cry, we say, you know, we'll see you see your mommy and your daddy coming afterwards. Lie. Okay? But God had his hand upon me and my mom and my brothers. And look at this, he watched over us everywhere we went. So now we are Catholics. And that is how I grew up for a time. And so everywhere we went, my mother said, no speaking about Jewish things. Because all the walls have ears. So when we entered into the room, I was walking with my hand along the walls and my mother said, what are you doing, Giza?" I said, I'm looking for the ears. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant that had ears on the wall, but later on she explained it to me. So I want you to know I was a simple child. And believed everything my mom said to me When I was laying there in the dirt at night And my stomach was hungry My stomach was growling I would say "Mudi," that means mother in German I would say, "Mudi," I'm hungry I said, my my stomach is growling All this in German, of course, or Yiddish And then listen to this What happened, she would say to me Gisela, tell your stomach Now it's time to sleep and not to eat So I put my hand on my stomach and I said, it's time to sleep and not to eat. And guess what? That's how I grew up. When my mother said something, I did it. Little did I know, it was obedience is better than sacrifice. Never read that in any Bible, never touched a Bible, never knew anything about anything. But I took it from my mom. And so listen to this. At this particular time, I had a lady and she was coming and she said to me you know what now I'm here in America okay in 1963 and she comes to me and she says hey we got this good music going I thought you want to go and she says I'll pick you up and I said oh okay so she comes with a car honks the horn I'm coming out I get in the car and when she closed uh, no excuse me when she put the car in gear the, uh, the sting made click all the doors were locked I said oh my goodness She must be one of those people. Maybe she knows I'm Jewish. Oh, I mean, I was like full of fear. So listen to this. She gets me to this place, and sure enough, they were all singing. Never had anything like this in my life. Never seen anything like this in my life. They're singing, they're raising their hands, and I said, my goodness. I said, you know, when we were in a war, and they had something, we always had to raise up our hands to surrender. And they either shoot you or they pick you up or whatever, right? And I didn't know it had anything to do with the church, but it is a surrender. And that is what I said to myself, I'll never go back to this place. I said, there's no telling what they're going to do. They probably all got together and trying to get a hold of me. You know what I'm saying? But what happened was I was on drugs. I smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. I was, on, I was a drunk drunk. I was a derelict, and all because I was angry in my heart. At night, I went out on the street getting drugs, and as little as I am, I, I wasn't any, any uh, smaller when I was little. You know what I mean? I only grew up to four foot eight. And so, um, When I didn't have any money to get any drugs, all I had to do is put my hands in my pocket and move with my hand in my pocket, and the drug dealer would say, I got something for you. Because they knew if they weren't going to give me anything, I was such an angry person, I would have beat them up. Then I uh, came across, uh, uh, we already had our first child, came across uh, this woman, we passed, my husband and I, and she called me a name. I told my husband, I said, you go on, I said, I'll see you later. I took and beat that woman up and put her in the manhole. And you know what the enemy said to me? Do you see how the Germans are? They have no compassion. They don't even feel it, what you're doing. So once I had her in the manhole, stuffed in the manhole, I went on my way. I'm going home, and when I got home, my mother said, uh, what happened, where, where were you at? And I told her, I said, you know what I did to this woman? She says, oh, my goodness. But you know, I said earlier to you, a mother will love you regardless of how you are. She loved me with all my alcohol. She loved me with all my drug In my head, she loved me with everything. She says, but Gisela, she said, you're probably going to pay a bitter price for this. Well, next thing you know, somebody knocked on our door. My mother said to me, you go and answer the door. I answered the door and I opened up and there was this tall man, like I think you are tall, and he says, um, stuck out his hand like this, and he says, I want to thank you. I looked at him and I says, for what? See, we always have this in the back of our mind. We say something that we should not and then they know who we really are. And I said, for what? And he says, my wife deserved this. She says she was horrible all of her life. She hated people. She wished everybody the death sentence and nobody had any nerve to tell her to stop it. And here God used me to do this but the enemy wanted me to kill this woman then because of that I was in constant trouble so you know what I did I joined the Hells Angels shaved my head and had boils all over my face all over my chest and when I went to the Hells Angels in Germany okay um They didn't look at my boils. They didn't look at my shaved head. They said, well, here comes the sucker. We're going to use her to do some of our things that we should be doing, but this way we don't get in trouble. So guess what? Here's what they told me. You know how you you know how you kill the Germans? You just aim towards them in the middle. Open up your motorcycle throttle and that's what I was when I'm riding motorcycles. And he says and aim at them and he says and you got them wiped out. Now, you want to know something? I, I tried this, I don't know how many times, and every time I tried it, guess what? When I got close, like from here to here, my motorcycle the, swung around like this, and the engine was off. I never got to kill a German. I couldn't understand it. But carry on You keep on going Whatever God guides you Even if you don't know God He still is going to guide you Do you understand me? And he was guiding me And so listen to this In my endeavor of doing what I'm doing One night Going back and forth with this lady Thinking I better not go Because she's only going to take me so more time And then it's going to happen Well one night I come home, I was stoned, I was so high, I'm telling you, I can't tell you. I laid on the floor, and all of a sudden, I had a dream. And that dream was a dream with my eyes open. Now, that's all I knew, that it was a dream. I didn't know any of your terms or anything like this, okay? So guess what? In that dream, I saw myself falling down on the ground in Germany. Now, I was in America now, okay? Come down on the ground like this and my face was ripped off my skin. All this was ripped and I was bleeding and it was hurting so bad. And guess what? In this moment, when I was in this pain, I remembered that gathering from that lady in the church. That was a church building that had a cross. And on that cross was a man hanging. And the lady said to me, his name is Jesus. And so, in this pain that I went through, I I want you to understand. I I say it's a dream with my eyes open because it's not. It was really not a dream. It was a a vision that I had. And in that vision, I saw myself getting hurt in Germany. So listen to this: blood all over me. I felt and pain, excruciating pain. Now you want to know something? I said, Jesus. Help me a biter. That means, Jesus, help me, please. And in front of me, I saw that cross that I saw in that meeting room. And his hands and his feet came off the cross. He come over to me. I was flat on the floor. Picked me up. And all I could do was say, Danke, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And when I said that, I want you to know that God said to me, Come with me. I walked over to the dresser with myrias, and right in front of my eyes, God took away all my boils. All my boils here. As you see me now, that's how I looked then. I was so excited to see me. I know there's a lot of beautiful people in here, but you want to know something? If you had what I had, you would probably say, I'm the most beautiful one because what he did for me. He didn't just do that for me, that for that. He did it for me because he wanted me to be a part of his life. Okay? He didn't save me. He didn't protect me through the Holocaust for nothing. I tell people I'm a survivor of the Holocaust, but that isn't all. I am a survivor of boils. Then I gave my heart to the, to the Lord. And while I was standing there watching my beautiful face, my ugly face turning into beauty, I said to the Lord, Jesus, Wenn du mir, I'm telling you this in German just for a little bit and then I translate it. du mir die Boilen wegnimmst, dann gehe ich in die ganze Welt. Here's what I said in English. If you heal my face, take all my boils and do with me whatever you want to do with me. I go into the whole world wherever you send me and tell the people what you have done for me. I says, "All I want from you is to judge the English language." And guess what? He gave me the English language right then and there. And you want to know something? I have been in America just about in every state that there is, except for Hawaii. I've never been in Hawaii. And recently, I was sharing somebody that I want to get a um, one of those um, what I call it, Arlene, that thing that you travel with.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, one of those uh, things you know where you can live in. You plug it in and you can stay in there. You know. Uh, anyways Yeah Yeah And so um, And I said And you know what I want to go to Hawaii And they said Well you can't go like this To Hawaii So that's out <laughs> You know what I mean So But that's alright I'll get to Hawaii One, If God wants me to go to Hawaii I'm going to be in Hawaii You know what I'm saying Not to worry But from that moment on I lost everything Four packs of cigarettes No more A bottle of rum A day, no more. Uh, uh, Drugs, whether it was prescription drugs or street drugs, it didn't matter. No more. It's all gone. And let me say this. By me, having that experience is the reason why I know you folks have Jesus in your heart. And I know you are saved. And I know you are excited. But you know what? I would have to be with you for a little while to see if you can be as happy as I am. You know what I'm saying? Because my life is a happy life because you got to understand I came from the pit and it took me out. And then to know that my dad, listen to this, I'm backing up a little bit because I forgot about this. My dad was not, was in the concentration camp, but guess what? Somehow he got on the truck where they threw, you know, th- throwing through <laughs> uh, the. Did I say it right? Did you mean what, I'm, know what I mean? Okay, yeah, 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 good. Uh, they, they were drawing the, the bones from the people that came out of the oven, put them on the truck, uh, had a pit about like this big, and they dumped them and dumped them and dumped them. And my dad was among those bones and wound up a middle in the in the bones. I, we asked him, how long were you there? He has no concept. He has no concept. All he knew was when it was even with the dirt, he waited till all the trucks were gone because they would pretend that they leave and then they stop. Just to make sure that there was nothing in there, okay? And listen to this. He, when it was all four and there was no more trucks, no more machine guns, he growled out, and guess what? You ready for this? He found us in 1955. Are you hearing this? So I want you to understand how good God is. This is why I'm so excited. I'm telling you, I am excited. And if you, I mean, you have to be around me to know what I'm talking about. You see how those pews are like this? You want to know something? I'm a cowboy boot uh, person. You know, it comes from riding a motorcycle. You know what I'm saying? I don't ride a motorcycle anymore because my oldest son is passed and my oldest daughter is past and so therefore I sometimes when I drive the car start crying and I'm afraid if I ride uh, the motorcycle I might have these spells and I might kill somebody and that's not what I'm called for to do okay and so I have my motorcycle parked in my garage and um, I'm trying to sell it whoever wants to sell it can, sell, can buy it and if they're my size they can have my leathers they can have my gloves they can have my helmet and they all go with it okay but right now for right now it's parked in the garage so I want you to know I uh, I I just know that I know that I know that what God is doing for me in my life is what I'm supposed to do so back up where I was right here when I told you My, my now my dad was not able to ever cope with life again when I saw him I was scared he looked this big on his body but his head looked like it was this big and And it just looked because he was so skinny, okay, and he was never able to cope with life again, so I said to my to God i said god i said, is my my dad in heaven?" I said, "I want to know is he in heaven here 's what he said to me. God said that to me. He hears me talking." And he says to me, Gisela, I only judge by what the people know. If your dad knew me, and he didn't know anything else, but he knew me, then he's going to be with me. So that gave me a peace. I have now my two children, I have two children left. The one, the, the third one went back to Germany when he was 40 years old and said to me, Mom, I'm going back home. Well, okay, I didn't know why he wanted to go back home, but he is in Germany. And while he was over there, he had a sickness come up on him, and it was called shingles. And then uh, he really dealt with that, and it was really, really bad. And God healed him with that, and then his immune system was already weak because of the shingles. And then he had they diagnosed him with uh, blood cancer. And so it's the same as bone cancer. I I think that's what it is here in America. But anyways, so they had to put him on chemo, gave him chemo, gave him this, gave him that, and God healed him. And guess what? The doctor said, you have to take these chemo pills for the rest of your life. So when uh, that happened, he was obedient, and he says, hey, I want to stay alive, I'll keep on taking them. Well, guess what? The side effects from those pills was that he, his nervous system has shut down, and he's now paralyzed. So here's what he said to me. He says, mom, I'm reaching more people in the wheelchair than I ever did when I was walking. And he has left his uh, forefinger and his thumb on one side and the same on the other. And guess what? In 2009, I went over to visit him. It's very expensive to go. And I went over there to visit him. And I told him, I said, um, so what do you do? And he says, I don't know. And he says to me, but mom, I have this thing. I don't know how to get rid of it. I said, what is it? He says, every day I get pictures in my head. And I said, well, what do you think? And I said, what do you do with it? He said, I don't know what to do with it. I said, do you know what you should do with it? Put it on paper. He says, mom, I only have these two fingers right here. I said, well, we f- figure out something what you can hold in your hand and use these two fingers for you to paint. Well, he became an artist. He, he I mean, a beautiful artist. You should see it. He, he uh, uh, made a picture of his sister. And, um, I mean, portraits and everything. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. And um, in the city that, where he lives... The uh, the mayor found out about his dilemma, and what happened. And uh, so she gave him one whole wall where he where he can display his pictures, and that's how he makes a living over there. He can't, you know, he can't do um, can't go to work anymore. But anyways, so you see how God works. This is what how He did with me. Look at this. I am. I told you, a survivor of the Holocaust, and I hate to repeat this. And I went through hell. Believe me, I saw my mother in the in the firing squadron lined up. The the soldiers, uh, uh, the SS, standing there like this and trying to shoot, and they were from the distances where we were, my three brothers and I. And she always told us, because of her color, if they ever apprehend us, me, she says, apprehend me, then you just keep on going. Don't claim me, because then they're gonna kill you too. So I'm standing over there, way over there. Don't know what uh, what was going on, other than what I saw. I. Saw with my own eyes and uh, up comes another man with a uniform on and said something don't know what he said and the soldiers put their their guns down their rifles down and I'm standing over there before all this happened and I said this is my mommy they cannot have my mommy now listen to me I never knew how to pray never knew how to pray remember we were not supposed to talk about God or anything like this So I just said This is my mommy They cannot have my mommy And you want to know something He did for me Like he did this church today There it is Rifles down, they followed that man that came up And my mother took off and came to us One more miracle The other miracle was when the bombs came down We were in the city already Walking, the sirens go off And we had to run to the first bomb shelter We went in, my oldest brother said I'm not going in, I want to see where they hit He was 16 years old And guess what? It hit our bomb, our, I mean our shelter And so guess what, my brother went to the SS and said My family is there, da 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 They said get out of here, kicked him, spit at him, get out of here And guess what, finally they couldn't put up with him anymore Come on, let's do something about it, see what he's talking about Well guess what, they opened up a a, a, um, a hole And my mother sent us out first and then my mother comes out last. And they go. And who are you? Of course, all this in German. Who are you? And she uh, wanted to say, I'm German. And uh, she opened up her mouth, and guess what? God took her vocal cords. She couldn't speak. We were gone. He said, go, go, go. We, we left. By the time we got to our wagon... Guess what? The vocal cords came back. Do you see how good God is? Do you see what kind of God we serve? We serve a big God. We serve a mighty God. We just don't, you haven't yet experienced everything that he wants you to have. We're we're still living in a middle level. He wants you to be high. He wants you to have what you want and what you need. Whether that's healing or whatever it is. And then, listen to this, it went on and on and on, and, and I you need to keep time, because I, I need to... Uh,
1: Let's see, it's uh, about almost
0: 3.15. You have to go to the Oaks. Yeah, I have to be there at 4 o'clock. It's not very far from here, the Oaks. Right. If you go back to the same street, and then... Take- make a left on, on the QT, and make a right, and off I go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, are you bored or do you want me to stop? No. Okay, I'm hurrying up. All I can tell you is, listen to this, how God takes care of you even if you don't know him yet. Because he knows what he has designed you. He created you. That's why he's God. He's the creator. Then he said, wait a minute. I need more than this. I need a perfect sacrifice. huh? And the perfect sacrifice is none other than Jesus. All the goats and all the, the the doves and all this other stuff didn't work. It was just a cover up, right? But he needed a perfect sacrifice. An ultimate perfect sacrifice. And that was his son, Jesus. So he said, well, that's not good enough either. He says, that's not enough. Now that they have what they have, they need somebody to go with them. To walk with them. And to protect them. So he says, you tell them. That you are going to go. Before you leave, you tell them John the 14th chapter. I'm telling you, if you never read the 14th chapter, I'm telling you, folks, you need to sit down and re- read it. It's a, a life history, it's our life. Explained. I just quickly say it to you. In John the 14th chapter, he says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Huh? You want to know something? I had colon cancer, they had to take uh, uh, 18 inches of my colon out and they gave me 60 days to live in, in 1992. 60 days to live. Well, guess what? I want to tell you something. Today is 2017 and I'm still here. Huh? Then I had liver cancer. Guess what? When they took uh, uh, whatever that uh, thing is called with the machine, you know, with a uh, MRI or something like this, they said, uh, the one that was reading the, the MRI uh, uh, report, he says, uh, What happened? You had a beautiful surgery with your colon cancer. I said, Really? Wow. I said, I never had a a surgery, I said, I'm here now, and they said they need to uh, do something about my uh, uh, liver. He says, no, he says, your liver is perfect. Do you understand? I am an overcomer of that. Then you want to know something, in 2005 we had a big flood in Riverdale, Georgia. And our house was on the water like the ones in Texas and the ones wherever the other ones were. I mean, I can just, I, did, I cried, I'm telling you. I cried out to God and I said, God, you're going to have to make a miracle just like you did for me. Well, let me tell you something. We did not know when the water went back and it was dried up, we went back into the house. I became a victim of black mold. you know what that is? That means you can't breathe, you can't, I mean, you break out, you want, you, you break out with hives, but they're underneath. You can scratch and scratch and nothing, uh, uh, gets better because it's in the inside. Well, let me tell you something. They told me, the doctors told me, told my husband, you need to get her out of this house because she's gonna die. Well, long story short I died two times my oldest daughter in meanwhile was covered with cancer from here all the way down and um, and I am dying of uh, black mold a victim of black mold and guess what my daughter is standing on the side of the bed and she says God you cannot take my mom away from me I don't know I can't handle this by myself I said I need my mom in meanwhile I was in heaven, saw heaven and tell you something. If you're about ready to go to heaven, it's the best thing that you will ever do in your life. Don't ask anybody to to call you back. I told my daughter, I said, honey, don't you never do this again. If I leave to go to heaven, leave me there because it's beautiful. Listen to this. While I was there, God, I saw God. I saw me but with nobody. But I told God, I said, God, I want you to show me your man, my mansion. And he says, come with me, Gisela. We're walking, and guess what? All of a sudden, his arm goes like this, and he says, this is your mansion. I said, God, can I see the inside? Here's what he said to me. 2005. He says, Gisela, you have to wait a little while longer. Now... At that moment, when he was finished saying that, guess what, I was back in my body, my eyes went open, and I was alive. I'm alive today. Six years later, from 2005, I buried my daughter. But you want to know something? Even though I thought my life was upside down. But guess what? I keep on going. Because I have a promise. And the promise is my God. It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. Because in John the 14th chapter, Jesus gave us a promise. He says, Gisela, I will not leave you as little orphans. I will bring back to you another comforter. And that one is going to be your teacher, your helper, your strengthener, your advocate, your your standby. And he says, his name is, are you ready, onto the board (laughs) his name is Holy Spirit and I'm going wow you got to understand folks we're talking we're talking about a Jewish person to get all this insight are you hearing this and when I said oh my goodness he says Gisela I says, well, what's going to happen to you? He says, no, it already happened to me. He says, I'm no longer in your heart. He says, he is going to take the place where I used to be. And I'm, are you ready for this? Are you really ready for this? I'm going to the Father and I'm going to sit at his right hand and forever interceding for you and me. Do you hear me? He's interceded for us. And then we sit here and we say, I don't know. Jesus, are you on your spot? Are you interceding for me? Yes, I am. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you hear me what I'm talking about? We need to get, we need to get into this because it's real. This is not a story that I'm telling you. This is reality. This is the Bible. Bible that I never had. I'm devouring the Bible. I told somebody the other day, I said, Honest to Pete, I am so hungry for what is in that Bible. If if it would not hurt me, I would take and rip the pages out and eat them because this is how hungry I am for the Word of God. I'm telling you, the Word of God is my everything. And I'm telling you over and over, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of colon cancer. I'm a survivor of liver cancer. I'm a survivor of uh, 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 um, a victim of black mold then listen to this I became paralyzed okay then I became paralyzed the second time I'm an overcomer do you see me walking around I'm telling you I went from the wheelchair to the the walker to the cane and I'm telling you what I kept telling the people in rehab I'm going to walk again I'm going to walk again they said uh huh You know, I mean, you know, they can't give you false hopes. You know, it's different when you say it. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, see what I'm talking about? I am a survivor. I'm an overcomer because of that. And I want you to know, that is the reason why I know I give my God all the glory for bringing me out of the Holocaust. I give my God all the glory for helping me the way he did and what he saved me from. But you want to know something, folks? It's more important for me to tell you today what I am, what he has taken me to through and I have walked with it. I have gone with it and it didn't matter. My son passed away. He was 30 years uh, no, he was 20 years in the service came back from the Middle East, didn't have a scratch. He says, Mom uh, uh, Danny and I were going to uh, retire in Ohio and that's it. I have enough with the military. Six months he was retired, walked across the, the driveway in his home with a cup of coffee in his hand, had a heart, had several heart attacks and many heart attacks, and he died. Do you see what I'm saying? There's Now, I have my son left with his paraly- paralyzed, and I have my one daughter left that is living in Riverdale, Georgia. And you want to know something, folks? I want to tell you, it's not easy. I'm not telling you I'm walking, oh, you know, everything is hunky-dory. No, I am not telling you this, but I am telling you this. There is a promised man and a keeper that with the promise, and he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I Will be with you until the end. And I'm telling you something when you go to bed and you know that you have done everything that He asked you to do, then all you have to do is close your eyes and believe that in the morning. And listen, I'm blind every night. My eyelids go to my corneas. So I have to sit on the edge of the bed and wait until they bust open every morning. But you will know something while I'm sitting there. Here's what I told the devil. I said, let me tell you something. I said, it's the best thing that ever could happen to me because God is holding me down and I'm going to be praying. And sometimes it takes two hours for my eyes to break open. But you want to know something? It's the best two hours. He shows me all that he has on the plate for me. Sometimes there's six patients. Uh, This morning I opened up the computer and it says 12 patients. And I'm going, (laughs) 12 patients. You know what I'm talking about? Hey. It's. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And you know what? Once my eyes open up, I don't see a blade, and I don't see all this stuff that's supposed to be on the blade that I see when my eyes are closed. So I'm telling you this today. God is an awesome God. I know you probably want to hear more about the Holocaust, but you know what? It's very, very hard. And I tell people this sometimes. Sometimes it's so hard when I get into the depths of talking about this that is that happened that I um, I have to cry. I mean, my heart will not take it. And But you know what? I want you to understand. It says in the Word of God, your latter days are going to be your former days are going to be better than your latter days huh and I'm telling you something I stand on that I stand on God's word I don't care what anybody says I love him for what he is doing I love him for what he is saying and sometimes it doesn't feel good sometimes I feel like I'm mm, I'm too tired but guess what no when you do it for the Lord he's going to give you new strength every morning he's going to give you new strength so I just want to say thank you, folks, for allowing me. I hope that I share with you enough to encourage you. Whatever your situation is in your life, I want you to think about what God has done for me. And I probably have a thousand. I'm going to open up the, for a minute. For just a minute, I'll open up. you have any questions you want me to ask you? Sometimes I'm better answering questions than I am, uh, you know, than talking about it. Anybody have any questions you want to know? I told you I'm four foot eight. (laughs) I told you I was. Did I tell you I was married 58 years? I'm married 58 years with the same man. Huh? Yes, he's still living. Yeah, he's still living. He's in a um, assistant living home. Uh, He has uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, but he's happy. (laughs) He's happy. Praise God. So am I. I'm happy. God is a good God. Anybody have any questions, okay? Anybody? How old are you? I don't tell anybody how old I am. <laughs> well, they were trying to figure it out, because how were you
1: then in, in the
0: war? In the war? In, in the war, when I was eating the briquettes and eating out of the pig's uh, trough from the pigs, I was between uh, five and six. Five and six, so um that's what I'm that's what that's where I'm at. And I wanna tell you something else. I just told Erlene on the way, I think it was on the way up here, right? I said, Erlene, I say you wanna stick with me? I says, as a volunteer? And she says, What did you say? Yes. Yes. And you said four years, what do you wanna be doing? Yeah, four more years. I said, I want to be doing what I'm doing because I love what I'm doing. I, want, I am an ambassador. I'm an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm an ambassador. I want to reach the Jewish people. I want to reach, uh, my biggest uh, desire is to, uh, to go back to uh, Israel. I was in the Israeli army, and um, right after I had colon cancer, I went over there. I um, lied to the doctor. And I told him, I mean, I, I didn't lie about that part. I'm getting ready to tell you. I told him that um, uh, that um, it's my last wish. I have 60 days to live. Would he sign me a piece of paper saying that I'm healthy? And he said yes, because I told him it was my last wish. I went to Israel, joined the military, and uh, was fine. I didn't know how to eat right yet. I, I was really still sick. I went to the Dead Sea, into the Dead Sea, and something hit me in my stomach, like a big fist, and I doubled over like this. And uh, from that moment on, I've never had another pain. I mean, it's finished. No no cancer in, in any of my body, okay? So anyway, my body. So I just wanted to tell you, and um, yeah, so I was in the military in America for 12 years. And after twelve years, uh my mother just passed away. She lived with us here in America for twenty three years and after she um, uh after she passed away, I um I said I can't handle it. I just got orders to go from Fort Gillam, uh, in Forest Park, Fort Gillam, uh to uh North Carolina. And uh, so I told them, I says, I'm resigning. So twelve years today, I regretted that I did it because it was only three more years. You know that at twelve years, I could have got a uh, a little pension. And uh but anyways, it's what it is. I have pension, plenty. It's raining. You know, I'm telling you. Ever heard that song? I feel the rain. I feel the rain falling down on me. The former rain, the latter rain together. Folks, I'm not talking about the weather. The Holy Ghost rain is falling down on me. Uh, can I close you out with a, with a prayer? And would you allow me to do that in the Hebrew? Yevarechecha Adonai V'yishmarecha Ye'er Adonai Panavelecha Vehu Necha Yesa Adonai Panavelecha Veasimlecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine upon you And be gracious to you The Lord lift up his countenance upon you And give you peace And now... Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevot Malkuto Kuto Leolam Vaet Amen. Hear, O oh Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Blessed be his glorious name, whose kingdom is forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless this church. I'm praying that God is going to fill it. Uh, oh, my goodness, the blessing upon Pastor Mike. Woo! Praise God. I mean, you're just wonderful, wonderful people. Thank you for allowing me to come here and, and bring whatever I had to bring, okay? God bless you.